Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good evening. I'm Martha Raddatz from ABC News. And I'm Anderson Cooper from CNN. Ladies and gentlemen, the Republican nominee for president, Donald J. Trump, and the Democratic nominee for president, Hillary Clinton. Thank you very much for being here. We're going to begin with a uh, question from uh, one of the members in our town hall, Ken Bone. Ken? Ken? What steps will your energy policy take? Ken? Ken? Ken Bone? What steps will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs? while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers? Mr. Trump, two minutes. Absolutely. I think it's such a great question because the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, is killing these energy companies. Not good. We have another audience question. Patrice Brock. Patrice? Do you feel you're modeling appropriate and positive behavior for today's Of course I do. Of course I do. I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released on Friday. As you can imagine, you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. I did try and fuck her. She was married. And she was married. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. That is sexual assault. You brag that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. But it's locker room talk. And she won't even mention the word. And nor will President Obama. He won't use the term locker room talk. Now, to solve a problem, you have to be able to state what the problem is or at least say the name. She won't say the name and President Obama won't say the name. But the name is there. It's locker room talk. Ken Parkway says the question. Thank you. Affordable Care Act 
known as Obamacare. What will you do to bring the cost down? That, that first one goes to Secretary Thank Clinton you. because you started out the last one to the audience. No, go ahead, Donald. No, I'm a gentleman, Hillary. Go ahead. We are in a situation in our country where we were start. She has tremendous hate in her heart. Vic Berger is a talented video editor and satirist based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, currently employed by the online video and production company Super Deluxe. Berger has made a name for himself with his surreal video creations, in which he re-edits existing news and pop culture footage to highlight their most odd and awkward moments. While he's been at it a while now, both independently and in collaboration with the ingeniously uncompromising comedian Tim Heidecker, Berger's profile has risen considerably since he began producing clips that tweak the 2016 U.S. presidential election, its various debates, and in particular, the Republican ticket of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Here now to discuss some of these things is the great Vic Berger. Uh, hi, Vic. How are you? Good. I'm doing good, Vish. Nice to be here. It's nice to have you on the show. Where are you today? Uh, I'm in my studio in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, um, just where I work, you know, sitting at the spot where I work. Nice, nice. And I, I don't know a whole ton about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Is it a nice place? It is. It's nice. Um, well, I, I grew up here. I uh, you know, went to grade school, high school and everything. And then I um, moved to Boston to go to college there. I went there for uh, music. And after four years, I didn't know what to do with uh, my songwriting degree. So I ended up coming back here and uh, working you know, a job for minimum wage for a while. And then I did... Uh, about 10 years of music therapy and then discovered video. So I've been doing video about uh, three years here. Um, but the town is uh, nice. I like it. Um, you know, I have family here and everything. So that's kind of what's, you know, brought me back here and, and kept me here. Um, but it is a nice town. There's, you know, a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of good restaurants and history. And, uh, and you know, this Bethlehem Steel was here. So there's a lot of wreckage left from that that's kind of interesting and they're rebuilding that up and put it they put in an art center and of course a casino so there's there's a lot going on here but um you know mainly <laughs> i'm here because i didn't know where else to go too so you know well it's always it's always nice to hear that someone stays home you know <laughs> right uh, right on some level it's, we're so conditioned to people moving around but uh, particularly because you know you've had success you know back in the day you'd have to go to a major metropolis to have the kind of success you're having right now exactly yeah so i can yeah i can stay home and uh you know do it from my house here and uh do it remotely um you know and because yeah i'm working for super deluxe who's based in hollywood and i don't know if i could cut it out there i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's you're, my style <laughs> you're a small town guy yeah i kind of am yeah it's nice, though, because you can do the work and you don't have to pay for expensive food or expensive right. rent. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I, I can eat pierogies all day long here, you know? <laughs> Can't get them this out is, there. This is one of the reasons I think, I think it's one of the reasons I remain uh, in Guelph, Ontario, which is a, a town mm -hmm. sort of an hour east of Toronto. Right, uh, right. I, I used to work in Toronto, but yeah, it's nice to live in a smaller town with less people. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's not, you know, there's not somebody uh, breathing down my neck all the time, and I, I need my space, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so you, the, the interesting thing to me is that you, did you say you had a songwriting degree? Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a Bachelor of Music, and I concentrated in songwriting. 
That's it. That's very fascinating to me. And did you yeah. did you compose songs we would know or? No, you wouldn't know any of my songs unless uh, <laughs> unless you've you know heard them on uh, YouTube or whatever. Um, I I've you know mainly just did it myself. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles and Beach Boys guy, and you know like Brian Wilson's my favorite. So I would you know do songs sort of in that style in a way. Um, and but I just you know it would just it would just be me recording all the parts and everything. Um, you know, programming the drums and 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 everything, and playing the the bass and guitar, uh, piano. But um, I just didn't know what to do with it, and I just could never get it rolling. So that's kind of how I got into video because I wanted more people to hear my song. So I would you know record the song and then make a video that went with it because I know people kind of pay more attention when there's a video attached to it. So right. that so that you know that's how I kind of got into it and discovered, Oh, I like, you know, I like doing this video stuff too. So just explored it more. So you, you did everything yourself and now you're working out of your house. Are you, are you one of these talented loners? No, no, I've got, I've got a family. I've got a wife. I've got two kids, you know, um, I have friends and I'm not this, uh, this hermit kind of guy, which maybe (laughs) some people think I am, but, um, no, I'm as weird as my stuff is. I'm, I'm, at least I think I'm a, fairly normal person um who can have relationships and stuff like that i'm not you know i'm not only in my garage where i work all you know 24 7 um i do venture outside and spend time with my family so well i wasn't trying to suggest you were a social outcast (laughs) no (laughs) i just mean like when you describe and i wasn't even referring to the videos i actually Uh when you talk about playing every instrument oh yeah on every one of your songs like did you have a band at any point i did um in high school i had a band um you know, we had, I was in a number of bands and I think it just got to the point where I, I wasn't exactly like jiving musically with, with a lot of people. Um, and, and I just preferred to, you know, write these songs myself. And I just, I think I just never found the right person to, to collaborate with. And, and I just found that, you know, people were busy or had other projects to do. And I just didn't know exactly how to make that work. So I just resorted to, doing these, you know, these recordings like in my house and I would do the drums myself. Even though I like I can't play drums, I would, you know, I had a drum machine and just would program stuff. And I just found that it it worked that way. But I I mean I have done stuff, you know, in college I did stuff where I worked with other players and everything, but I I just preferred to, you know, if I woke up and had an idea, I wouldn't have to organize having people come by and spend their time working with me on my stuff. You know what I mean? It's just Sure. It's just how I just just how I was. Um, maybe down the line, you know, as as I move on here, I, I'd like to do you know more music, get back into that, and actually get a band going. But I just you know just just how I've done it. Well, I mean, I, I would think that with the the rise in your profile for your your video editing, people might be totally interested to check out anything else you do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that people have you know gone back in my on my YouTube channel and, and checked out the songs and. It's cool to hear, you know, the good feedback from from that. So that, that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now you mentioned the Beatles and the Beach Boys. I'm just curious because I'm a I'm a big music fan uh-huh. myself. Uh, are there contemporary artists or musicians that you're you're into? Are you still an active music listener? Um, I I am. Um, I just like with lately in the past couple of years though with with the kids and with I've been focusing on video editing. I haven't been up on everything, um, 
and I just ha there's just not like enough time right now for me to, to to focus on that. But I mean, I do like there's a band called Of Montreal, who mm -hmm. you know I buy all their albums. I really like them. Um, there's a you know Foxygen is great. Um, I like another band. They're 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 a newer uh, group with like these young kids. Uh, they're called the Lemon Twigs. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. their their new album just came out. It was produced by uh, Jonathan Rado from Foxygen. It's great. They're 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 pretty amazing and they're complex songs and they're just these like young kids that are just <laughs> this wild guys and I just like find that exciting. Um, I like them a lot. And I mean, but I'm not as up on things as I should be. Um, as I I mean, I was an obsessive music fan, you know, for many many years. And just lately, I've I've been kind of out of uh, what's going on and uh, need to fix that. Need more time, you know, in my day. Yeah, for sure. And are, are you closer to, I don't know, do, do bands come through Bethlehem or do you have to go to one of the bigger um, nearby cities? Generally for the bands that, that I would want to see, I'd probably have to travel, travel to Philly more, but, mm -hmm. um, but we have the, the music fest uh, cafe it's called, and they've been bringing in a lot of bands and um, a lot of good um, comedy acts too that, that are, that are uh, worthwhile to go to. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I'll have to travel to Philly to see somebody. Right. Okay. No, that's cool. Well, mm -hmm. that's, I know what you're going through there because I got two kids of my own and uh, mm -hmm. balancing everything can be... Like, I haven't it, gone to a... I don't know if it's a coincidence or just that I don't believe in them anymore, but I mm -hmm. used to go to movies a lot. Oh, movies. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but I have not gone... I, I've not been satisfied by the movies and I just don't have the time to go because I'm making stuff my right. own, on a smaller scale obviously than you but I'm making stuff and I'm I'm trying to do stuff all the time and right. I and I and I find that like anymore with with the Kev and the kids and everything the music I choose to put on ends up being background music because uh you know it'll be it'll be dinner time and I always try and put on an album or something um and you know two minutes into the song we're, we're eating and my daughter's up and moving around my my yeah. son's crying and it's like it just ends up you can't actively listen <laughs> at this point in my life to, to to music um so i end up putting on like django reinhardt or or like bob wills and his texas playbook like stuff that's like that works in the background that that is you know yeah. sets a mood and it's, it's nice uh and but you're not going to be actively <laughs> listening to everything the way i used to do so Things, you know, things change. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. fine. I mean, yeah, I think they come back. They, they change back a little bit, too, I understand. That's what people tell me. Right, they, that's what I hear. And, and you know, my, my kids are going to grow up, and, and then I'll have a little more time, you know, to uh, to focus on stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we should we should get into uh, your work uh, now, I suppose. Sure. And I've actually, I've, I've actually read that you're actually quite sick of the election. Oh, and yeah. Curious, what exactly is bothering you about this campaign? Well, I mean, number one, the, the negativity. I mean, every campaign, every election is negative. There's always stuff going on that's negative. But this, um, I would say, because of Trump and because of, you know, the way he runs things and, the, and his personality and how he's done stuff, you know, his whole business life, he's just taking people down and and, and calling people's name names. And it's just it's just really embarrassing, I think. Uh, as an American, and I can only imagine what what you guys think up there. You know, of us are you, you know you're sitting back and laughing, or are you scared? You know, of what what's going on here? Well, it, no, you know? we're we're not that different. Yeah, and, and whatever happens down there, whether it's a really cool TV show, mm -hmm. like we 
we still tend to rip off your ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, and sure. We, but I will say, we had a guy here. Do you remember Mayor Rob Ford? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He basically was a, a regional version of Trump. Uh-huh. And that's what a lot of us are seeing. We're like, clearly this fellow, uh, both of them had uh, uh, dependency issues. Both mm-hmm. of them seemed mentally unstable. Both of them were uh, catering to people's, you know, very baser, mm-hmm. in- basic instincts, not like the movie about sex, but yeah. you know what I mean. Right, right. And, and, and just like really appealing to the worst in people mm-hmm. uh, just to get ahead. And so we, that's, I think, and I can't speak for the entire country, mm-hmm. but that's what we're seeing. I mean, all of the, particularly as Trump is winding down this campaign, with scorched earth and he's just become a conduit for the alt-right like he's mm-hmm. using talking points yeah from that it almost seems like he's just reading like what steve bannon wrote for him you know it oh just, yeah it like he doesn't even like know what he's reading as he's reading it just it's scary yeah did you see the the most recent uh one of the recent ads that just basically highlights uh trump's uh, engagement with with the yeah. uh, the radio host alex jones yeah i did see that it's, and that's frightening that's really frightening but yeah, I, and but it, I think it is, in a literally. way it energizes those people though too, you know, that like they like Alex Jones is like so ha- I'm sure he's so happy that he's getting mentioned, you know, and and it's just and it's think it ends up riling up the base. So it's it's hard to know exactly how to show people how how bad Trump is and how scary he is, you know. Well, I mean, and you've seen, I'm sure you've you it sounds to me like you're you're like me, you're trying to consume as much stuff mm-hmm. as possible. I mean, you you've got to do so I think for your work, but have you watched any of the one of the more uh, revealing uh, sort of ventures into what's going on in the psyche of his supporters have been these Daily Show uh, clips where yes, Jordan yes. clip he'll he'll go in there and he'll talk to people and they are completely the ones he's talking to anyway the ones mm-hmm. they edit together for the for the clips they don't seem phased at all by his behavior and right. his character and his temperament. And that's, in fact, some of them are embracing what he's saying. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there's one where he, like, asked, asked the woman, um, you know, do you talk like that? Does your son talk like that? And then he's like, no. And then the lady's like, no, I, I don't. There's just, like, so many clips of them contradicting what they're saying. You yeah, know? yeah. You know? Well, that, and, 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 and that's a weird parroting of what Trump does. It's like people are abandoning consistency. Right. Beyond decorum, people have a real hang-up about consistency. Yeah. And, uh I mean, when I think of the fact that you had a guy like Bernie Sanders running, and I'm not going to say he was squeaky clean, mm-hmm. but in terms of politicians, he was consistent. Right. And people seem to be suspicious of consistency. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just it's just something I, I just can't I just cannot believe that it's happening. And and it's really made me upset, you know, constantly that I'm more I think I'm more upset that that people are supporting him and and following him and they've they've stayed this long you know with him rather than him because he's he's just a horrible person and you know when he first started running i thought you know two or three months and and he'll be out of here because nobody's gonna take this serious uh but then here he is you know and and people stay by it and there are people like my neighbor is a hardcore trump person there's you know there's people that i know in my life that that are supporting him and and i think it just kind of shows that we have a long way to go yet that how how you know we've come a long way but we still have way further to go you know 
Right. But one of the things that seems to have sparked people who support Trump, people that you know, people in your neighborhood that, that surprise you, is, mm. is their outright disdain for Hillary Clinton. Right. That's that's always the number one thing. And I mean, I don't know exactly where that comes from. I mean, it's I think it's it's been going on for a long, long time. And she's been in, you know, the public sector for what, 30 years or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think any politician is going to have you know, conspiracy theories and all this stuff that, that stays in it this long, they're, they're attached to them. And no matter how many times you disprove it, you know, like, for example, uh, like Bill Clinton's supposed illegitimate son. Uh, of course, he was on Alex Jones the other day. I mean, that's been disproven, you know, multiple times, but still it gets out there and people want to hang on to that. Oh, he did this. And, and, and it's just there's just so much going on that are, that are lies. And, and I've through this whole thing, I've never been like su- like publicly supporting anybody i'm not out there yeah you know what i mean like show like oh this is for hillary i'm doing this for hillary or whatever i i've just there's this like person out there that is frightening and he's very very close to being in charge of this country and and it'll it'll affect the entire world if he's in charge and with as with any president but it'll be with trump the way he's doing things it'll be more negative and i, I think i'm just trying to focus on what he said what he's what, where he's contradicting himself and, and highlighting some of the scarier things. And I'm not trying to bring him down with what I do. Um, and I don't think anybody, any, you know, comedian or any, anything, anybody that does what I do is, is going to be able to um, change people's minds. But I think um, it's just displaying that might get a conversation going, you know, and, yeah, yeah. you know, and, that, yeah. and, and that's all I'm trying to do. And, and, but the bottom line is I'm trying to be more, um, focus on the humor if you know wherever that may be if there is any you know at this point well, there, there, there's there's trains of thought about the fact that that trump what he the way he's behaving now and the things he's saying are he's not going to expand his base but mm-hmm. i think similarly what's happening in the pushback against trump uh in, in terms of comedy and and sat like you, you're kind of talking about the efficacy of what you're doing mm-hmm. Um, and in and, and its in its role in maybe making change or alter, changing minds anyway, but I think similarly, the, everyone seems very steadfast, whether they're for him or against him or for Hillary or against. Mm. Everyone seems to have made up their minds, and nothing. Yeah. It seems like nothing that comes out is going to alter what they do. So you're just right. in this place. You know, you're between a rock and a hard place. Nothing is going to move here. It's just getting through mm-hmm. the next three or four weeks <laughs> right right and <laughs> as i think what, safely as possible yeah and i think what trump is doing is he's kind of like he his last effort he's like he's like uh he's like been like in an airplane he's been shot down and it and is the airplane spiraling down and as he's going down he's just throwing out insult after insult and like i mean he has like these conspiracy theories that are constantly that he's tweeting i mean yesterday there were like seven or eight of them that he tweeted like about how um the, the GOP office was firebombed and he blamed Hillary. So he's just throwing anything out there, I think, just yeah. to just to get people sick of <laughs> of everything that's happening, all the negativity. And I think he's really hoping that people will just stay away from voting, you know, trying yeah. to trying to get people yeah. to not show up at the polls because they're just like, oh, they're both so bad, you know, they're or yeah. whatever. It doesn't voting doesn't matter or whatever. Well, speaking of which, were you politically, particularly politically engaged before this year? Um, I, I was. I mean, I mean, I paid attention to it, but I mean, obviously not this close. Um, and I think, you know, you get to a point where it's just it just consumes you and you feel like you really can't 
make a difference. Um, and I mean, I go in phases where I pay real close attention to it and then I just had enough and I just kind of try to tune it out, you know, before I started doing the video and I would just take a couple months off and, and you, you do feel a little better when you can, you know, <laughs> check out and not, you know, see all the, the stuff that's going on um, yeah. by the people that are in charge, but that's not really good either too. <laughs> so, so I try, I think it's good to be up on it. Um, you know, but I, I was, um, you know, fairly, fairly, uh, involved or paying you know paying attention to it um yeah but it's ramped up a lot since i've had to see do stuff every day you know with with vines and videos that i make yeah that's right now you we've talked a little bit about what this whole situation has taught you about your country at least it's given you a sense of a greater sense of where the the divisiveness lies and Mm -hmm. and and how severe those those lines are but what have you actually learned about the media in your work um, well, I've noticed that uh, Trump will say something outrageous um, and and then, you know, they'll talk about it all day and then the, you know, he'll say something else and then I'll talk about that. And then, you know, the weekend will come and then everything kind of gets erased over the weekend. And then the next week, Trump's saying something outrageous. So, I mean, we're at this point right now where in the in the two debates that we've had, you know, for the first year, he was talking about the wall. We're going to build this wall. And he, in these two debates, I don't think he brought them up at all. He didn't bring the wall up at all. So, no. and, you know, that's kind of like been forgotten about, but that's how he, he got his base, you know, just this caveman mentality, or, you know, or, you know, 13th century idea of building a physical wall on our border. Um, that's kind of gotten forgot about. And people are letting him off the hook, it seems. Um, and also, you know, a lot of the media is right now it's, it's entertainment based, it's click based, it's view based. Um, they, they will, you know, write a a crazy headline and then people will click on it and, and, you know, that'll be it. They'll just repeat that. So there's not a lot of, um, uh, substance it seems out there. And there's so many media companies that are, you know, clickbait driven. Um, so, so when, somebody does actual reporting and there's an in-depth uh interview where there's facts and everything trump you know where it's pretty convincing that you know say trump is doing something horrible whatever it may be it's easier to discredit that and they'll just say it's all just lies or whatever it's just it's not you know it just kind of damages the uh the credibility of all uh, reporting i think yeah i mean and then we've had this odd very odd and problematic phenomenon of the trump surrogate Right, um, right. On on these news networks, particularly CNN, I I don't follow uh, all of the news networks, but it's weird. Since John Stewart left the Daily Show, I've started watching CNN again. I don't mm-hmm. know why that is. Yeah, I feel like I used to get it on the Daily Show, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. But since he's left, and maybe I haven't watched the Daily Show as much, I just find myself, to my wife's exasperation, flipping yeah. on CNN, yeah. and then we're just both like, Fuck. I know, I know. Ugh. And then the people are so terrible, but they're clearly having these surrogates on and paying them salaries because they know it's going to create this like yeah. Jerry Springer-like circus. I know. And, and, I, I, and always, all... I always get stressed out like when, you know, they're having this heated conversation and then then, they're, then they have to move on to the next segment because they only have so much time. And then at the end, they're, they're all smiling, you know, just like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, like, it's it, <laughs> you've got a you've got a you've got a bunch of people who are surrogates for a, a style over substance candidate, mm-hmm. and then they themselves are kind of the same. They're just, right. 
style. There's nothing there. Right. And they just, they're, con- they're conditioned to just argue, no matter what he says or does, they have to figure out a way to argue it, mm-hmm. whether it makes sense or not. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, it's been pretty ripe for, for you, I would assume. This, oh, yeah. The content yeah. that's out there. Especially <laughs> um, uh, with Giuliani and, like, Newt Gingrich out there. Like, Giuliani's been a goldmine for me. He's, he's <laughs> I just, like, he's t- completely ruining his image, you know, that he, whatever, I don't know how great his image was before, but, I mean, he was, like, you know, the 9-11 mayor in New York yeah. and everything. So so people did hold him, they had, you know, respect for him uh, because because of that. Um but then he's just coming out and he's he's just Trump is just taking him out and he's just gotten crazier. And, and the things he's saying are crazy um, because he has to defend Trump all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been and I mean, you your background, you discussed this uh, briefly earlier. Your, your background is in music therapy. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I'm just right. curious if I mean, are you still practicing that in any way? No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not just just doing video right now. <laughs> can you see is there anything about your your training or or your background that that helps you personally deal with the stress of all of this um <laughs> i haven't really been uh doing much to to uh to other than you know to relax or, or to deal with it i think in a way my my videos and vines kind of are <laughs> are that uh therapy for me um uh-huh. because you know there's there's you can you can watch Giuliani just say outright lies and and bizarre things and then get frustrated about it um and you know a lot of times I'll tell my wife or I'll make you know my wife watch this clip and then and it just stresses her out and then you know we have a conversation about that but I think the best way that I'm doing it is is to to have my comment with with the video with the vine um and and that's kind of how I get my stress out in a way Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can see it being therapeutic and satisfying mm-hmm. on, on that level. And it's is it true that you got into vine making, video editing because of your music therapy? Like you had to learn how to the skill set because of that, right? Um, no, I, 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 it's not really connected to that. I would say. I mean, I, I think it was just another way to, um, to, to to get my thoughts out or another way of uh, communicating that other than, you know, verbally, um, or writing oh, my okay. thoughts down. I, I just, I use that as kind of when, you know, when I, like if we have, I always have trouble in, um, like political conversations with people or where, you know, it's not that easy to, um, to get my point across. Cause sometimes I, you know, I ramble like I'm doing now. I just ramble and ramble and <laughs> I feel like I'm not totally saying anything. Um, but you know, um, Using video, I'm able to to kind of get my point across and say say what I mean using you know image images and sound and and a lot of these things where I I can pull up a clip where you know Trump will say one thing one day and then I can pull up a clip of him from you know three months ago or or you know ten years ago like I, I did one where uh, Trump calls uh paula jones a loser he said paula jones is a loser and then i was able to immediately cut to him saying thank you paula thanks for being here and then and it shows paula jones saying how how she supports trump and wants to make america great again just like just the contradicting um views and and how how bullshitty donald trump is or or any any politician really i mean um so i think it's just a way for to to communicate something 
without actually you know, having to say it or you know to tell people about it you can you can watch it and i think it's a very you know new thing i think you know because of the vines and everything so yeah well well for the record you're doing well today you're getting your points across everything's okay. fine <laughs> okay good 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 don't be uh, yeah you're doing you're doing great actually right. now you now my understanding is you've only been working in video editing for something like three years uh and you can correct me if that's wrong but no that's right in any case is that is that right yeah that's right about um about three years um i because going back to where i said about how i was making um you know these little videos for the songs that i would put out yeah um tim tim heidecker saw one or saw a couple of the things that i did and he thought i was a video editor so so he asked me to edit something for uh, on cinema for the on cinema Oscar special, which was I guess would be oh, 2013, I guess it would be or two, no, it was early 2014. Um, uh-huh. And I didn't tell him I wasn't an editor because, you know, it was a huge opportunity and and I, I felt I could do it. So, you know, I, I quickly learned the software I got. I got a. I went out and got a, a new laptop and, and I was able to do it. So that's kind of how I got into video editing. You know, Tim pulled me into it. Just by chance almost. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Now, do you, you we talked about your, your music influences and, and, and the fact that uh, in a way your music videos is what got you to where you are right now. But do mm-hmm. you have particular comedic or filmmaking influences that uh, that you either emulate or, or look up to? Well, I think... Because because I don't I'm not trained or anything. It's all you know by feel and what you know what makes me laugh and and what um, what I am capable of. You know I'm I'm um, you know I'm not this pro editor. It's not going to be real slick or anything. Everything I'm doing is is pretty homemade looking. Maybe you know in a way I think I'm getting better at yeah. making the the stuff not look as homemade. Um, but I th- a lot of it is, is comes from just not knowing what the hell I'm doing. But um, but also you know I'm a I've been a huge fan of Tim and Eric uh, and Doug Lussenhop's editing, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And going, <clears throat> I mean, as far as influences like that, anything that's in the line of that. And I, I mean, I love um, the BBC Office and and uh, Peep Show. And I think a lot of their the awkward moments. I think that's kind of where that might come from there where there's like long silences or just awkward, uncomfortable moments. I, I think that was a really big influence on me. Yeah. And I have a weird theory that I'm trying to hash out in terms of Trump and, and even Bernie Sanders. It's interesting to me that Larry David has become this central figure here mm-hmm. uh, in this election, because as you know, Larry David went on SNL Saturday night live yeah. impersonating Bernie Sanders because he kind of looked like people thought Bernie looked and sounded a bit like Larry. And then I think of Trump, and he kind of says all the things the fake Larry David says <laughs> to get himself in trouble and curb your enthusiasm. We yeah. are living in a weird age where we revel in awkwardness. Oh, totally. You know? Totally. And yeah. you're you're really highlighting that in your work. This notion of like really that un this discomfort seems to be something that people really some people. I mean, I've talked to people who are like, I'm like Curb's like the greatest show, and they're like, yeah. I can't watch it. It's too uncomfortable. <laughs> it's too, yeah. But th- that's your thing. That's yeah, where you, that, that's, that's where, where I you're am. going for. And I, what and is I, that? I think yeah. you know it, it just goes back to like like uh, when you're on, driving on the highway and and there you see an accident off to the side. You know, people always slow down and rubberneck and and watch what's going on there. And I think in a way, 
that's kind of like, uh, hey, that's not me. You know, that's <laughs> that's somebody else, uh, somebody else going through some pain, discomfort. Um, hey, I feel better about myself or something. I mean, and that might be part of it. Um, but as far as Trump, though, I mean, he's constantly giving those moments. But it seems like his supporters don't see it that way. They see it as. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Strength or something. I, I Or just... or. Or they're able to look the other way. Um, and Well, uh, where know. I'm coming from is I love a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I, and I love the British office. I enjoy, maybe you're right, maybe it's living vicariously through others or watching people squirm is mm-hmm. somehow psychologically helpful to us as comedy fans. I don't know. But I do think that on some level, and I'm not, obviously, I don't think they're the same, and I hope that this doesn't make me a bad person because I like it. And you're you're not a bad person either, right. but <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to me that that, I don't know what it is. We just, like, I, there must be some element voting for Trump that's just like, this will be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, this will be kind of are... silly. Like, he's just going to say whatever he wants. It's going to be, every week is going to be nuts. <laughs> like, what, what? why don't we just give this a shot? Right. Shake it up. And there and there are people too that that want to see him, you know, burn down the, the America, like take it take it all out and then we can like rebuild and start fresh. So there are there are people cheering for, you know, the demolition of this country. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm still trying to hash this out cuz I do I have thought about this cuz like a show like Curb mm-hmm. Enthusiasm is is essentially not a politically correct show. It's a right. very awkward. It's a guy getting himself in situations involving social norms. Right. You know, when when he kind of pushes back against social norms and niceties, and right. then I see Trump doing basically the same thing on purpose. And you know, I don't know about you, but there's part of me that also thinks that he wins. I, I do think he wins anyway. Whether he wins the actual race, right. he's just going to win. And right. what he could do. After being vilified, what I what I I'm not I'm not putting it past him because he's such a sort of nihilist mm. to pull some kind of Andy Kaufman move and at the end say, you know what, I was just trying to prove how messed up everything is. Right, <laughs> I I would maybe have more respect for him if he did that, but I I don't I just don't think he's he's uh, smart enough to be able to pull that off. I think you know I think he's just really in this. To win, and I think he does really want to win. I, I, I wish it. Yeah, I'm, I give, wish, I'm yeah. giving him. I think I'm giving him way too much. I think credit. so. Yeah, I think so. It would be hilarious and uh, you know and scary if he pulled that off. But yeah, I, I think you're giving him too much credit. 
Well, he does seem to behave like an insult comic. Like from yeah. the get-go, that's all he's done. He's right. treated every primary debate, every real debate like it's... He always makes at least one joke that kills in right. the room. And that, yeah, like the recent one was... Um, him saying how how Hillary would be in jail. And it got a laugh. It got it a didn't laugh. Get a, yeah. yeah. And and people like that was like in, I did a an edit of that uh, debate last week, and the number one comment from people was why didn't you include that moment? And and I just you know I mean I don't respond to a lot of these people because they're they're so hateful. A lot of these people that comment on my videos are there are a lot sure. of Trump fans that you know, um, that hate, you know, anytime I show him in a bad light. So, right. so, but these people, but I, I mean, really, it's just, I don't find that funny and I think it's scary and I think it's horrible. And I, and I just couldn't use that to, to make light of that moment. Cause that's, it's just too horrifying. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And you it's, know? it's, it's a balancing act, right? Yeah. Because on some level we can criticize the media for giving him the attention they've mm -hmm. given him and the platform they've given him. But in a way, now in this moment, you and I are kind of doing the same thing. He's got us talking about him. Right. We're talking about distractions. It's constant personal insults. And if he were forced to talk about the issues, he would be outed as somebody that doesn't know what he's talking about because he really relies on these personal insults. And and um, he his policies he he does, he can't talk about them. he it's i mean it's very clear that clinton has way 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 more experience than him um and is way overqualified for this job you know yeah. um yet people are still they still look at trump and and see i guess they see the 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 confidence or or i don't know i don't even know what it is i don't know well it's the know. she is qualified for the yeah. job but people don't like the job i mean the, yeah, what yeah. people have decided is they don't like the way the company, if you will, is working and they mm. don't want to keep seeing the same people in charge of the company, if you will. I don't mean to call your country a company, but it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. So yeah. I think anyway, I mean, yeah. we're not we're not geniuses. We can't right. figure this out. Like, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the style. You've developed a very distinctive style for your vines, for your for your videos. Uh, and if I may, I'll just highlight some of the things for people who haven't seen them. You are very adept at uncomfortable zooming mm -hmm. with you zoom in on people's <laughs> facial expressions or their body parts or whatever you just zoom these really strange jarring zooming you have the uh the one of the big things is the air horn yeah. uh you often add sound effects and and take away sound you're messing with audio talk a little bit about your i mean i i, I hope i've kind of covered some of the things you do you also tend to discolor trump i've noticed yeah that a lot. I, I uh it's just it's really come come about as just like trying to figure out what i find funny and using the skills that i have um which i said you know i, I admit they're somewhat limited in a way um but i'm still able to you know get my i can get myself around uh, the software uh, fair enough but um yeah you know yeah. but um the yeah the the coloring is is I just bump up the saturation on the video just a little bit. I'm not actually like going in there and like coloring his uh, skin because most people, if you try and do that, like if you, if you try and do it with Hillary or or most people, it doesn't change the the color of their skin that much. It makes them maybe right. a little red, a little bit red. But um, but with Trump, if you just bump the saturation because he has so much uh, spray tan on, it just makes him look <laughs> like this orange clown, you know. And and I just I just find it so funny. I mean I. I don't, I mean, it's just no it's hilarious yeah, yeah. I, i'm not i'm not questioning yeah, it yeah. i just am curious about some of yeah. your techniques here. so so that's what i mean and lately i've kind of 
to like use that as like almost his superpower or something where where you look at him and he's thinking or something and then he and then he charges up and then I have these sound effects in there and then all of a sudden his skin turns orange and whatever just like he's like you know powering up or something for yeah he's got rage or something yeah he's got this rage yeah this orange rage in him that he's that's coming out of him (laughs) and yeah and the zooming um kind of thing that just I mean that started because I you know I'm working with um footage that I did not shoot um it's all you know most of the time it's stuff that I'm pulling from the internet or YouTube or um or you know capturing off the television so I don't, I'm not able to work the camera um so I, I use this you know the digital zooming as a way to to zoom you know and and manipulate that footage and I think the lot most of the time when I when I'm real close on somebody it's it's to it's after they say something awkward or or like uh, when Jeb Bush, you know, I have a vine where he's talking about Apple products and you can just tell that he's his staff, you know, is making him do this to make him relatable. You know, Same he, cool. Yeah. 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 It's this cool guy. He uses Apple products. He's got an Apple. He's got the, the Apple watch or the iWatch, you know, as he calls it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he'll he'll list these things off, and then at the end of it, I just have this zoom in, and it's close to his uh, face, and you can see he does his nervous blinking. So it's kind of a way to to you know ramp up the uncomfortableness, um, and and show more I think of the human side, and and it, it just implies a number of things for for the viewer, and they can kind of take it as they want. And but I I see it you know as as being uncomfortable and maybe you know, not sure they really want to be doing this, you know, like Jeb Bush. Well, is, it, yeah. And you've talked about this, I think, in at least one article that I read about uh, your your fascination with people and their power. Yeah. These are powerful people. They're often powerful white men mm-hmm. that are behaving in peculiar ways. I mean, this was really exemplified by the one of your, your, your best clips, I think, or at least one of the ones that's the most successful is this Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. Donald, like when he tousles uh, Donald Trump's hair. Yeah. That is so awkward. You just made that. Yeah, it was awkward to begin with, but you made it just majestically, (laughs) horribly awkward. And you kind of highlighted all their weird tics and strange. It's just, that's a genius one. But I think that my understanding is that's your way of kind of de- powering them <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. you're taking away their power right right you're you're stripping away what image you know they they have um or they're trying to portray and and you know maybe bring them down a notch for for a minute or two um and you know see why because that clip builds and it and it it's not even like really focused on trump that so much it's my, my focus was on fallon in how he's doing a disservice to America by normalizing, you know, racist yeah. and horrible uh, behavior. Um, so that c- clip kind of builds and builds, and then it ends with him, you know, toss, you know, tossing his hair and uh, messing it up there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think throughout that you can see that maybe Jimmy is a little nervous, you know, because he's slapping the table, and maybe he doesn't exactly agree. That I mean, I'm just making this up. I mean, this could be wrong, but I, I think maybe he is even uncomfortable having to interview this horrible person. But um, you know, so he's doing it. So, but the, as far as the power, I think he's you know doing this because he has to because he wants to stay on top and he's he's you know he wants to be the king of late night and he and he he doesn't want to lose his job, so he's wants to do, has to do whatever he has to to keep it. You know. Yeah, and I, I am by in no way, shape, or form an apologist for Jimmy Fallon, yeah. but I do think that 
one of the things that was highlighted for me in that whole controversy about him humanizing Trump is that I think we sometimes forget that the talk show hosts are actors that right. they're performing and that they have a job to do. And he, you know, Fallon's place in late night is to be innocuous. He's, he's to right. be kind of this harmless, you're going to go on, you're going to have a good time, he's going to talk about your product and it's yeah. going to be a lot of but, games. It's not Letterman. Oh, it's yeah, not... totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I agree with that. I, I think any of these talk show hosts should not be thought of as, as you know, hard-hitting journalists. We shouldn't expect them to get to the bottom of things because they are there to have a good time. But I think in the case of Trump, it's it's different. I think he's done so much damage. He's he's brought out so much hate in everybody. He's brought out the worst in everybody. He's yeah. belittling entire groups of people. Like he's He's saying racist things. He's... You know, you name it. I mean, he's trying to keep people of a certain religion out of our country. I mean, that that's just disturbing on many levels. And I think but I think I think it's different with with Trump. Um, I, I think yeah. it'd be nice if, if people if all, all of them put their foot down, you know, and just said we're not going to stand for that. It's just it's just not right on a human human level. It's not right. You know, it's not right or left or anything like that. It's just wrong, yeah. you know. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. He's just such a ratings goldmine right. um, that they won't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't uh, talk about something that I think has become a signature of yours, which is the air horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, which d- you've made, I don't know, a billion videos now. The air horn is still very funny, but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, why are you fascinated? This was a this air horn sound, by the way. I thought was kind of a weird thing that happened in DJ culture, yeah. uh, hip-hop culture, that they, they would just do that, bow, 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 uh-huh. and now you're, you've taken the air horn and made it your own. Why are you fascinated with the air horn? Well, well, the, the air horn, like, sound, like, the sample that I'm using is, is different than the DJ air horn. It's like, it's more yeah. of a natural thing. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a clip of an actual air horn. Um, I think, number one, I just find it funny when it comes out of the blue when you when it's like <laughs> the last place you'd expect it. Like I did, I did one of uh, Melania's speech uh, when she first when when she first uh, was asked to Hello? speak. Hello. Yeah, Hello? that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and that one. Um, I think within the first five seconds, you know, they she comes out. And then it's kind of quiet. And then just out of the blue, just this loud air horn scares the hell out of everybody. And it's, I just pumped it up way too loud, but I just, I just, it gets your attention and it's funny. And, and I've almost in a way been able to turn it into an instrument in my songs, yeah. where, you know, where I pitch shift it and I make chords out of it. And, and, you know, I get to do some of my music through that, um, <laughs> through the air horn. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's fun to, it's just something to, to work with, but, but the origin of it was that I thought, um, you know, just from watching so many clips of these Trump rallies that there's fighting going on, there's chanting going on, there's, you know, call and response kind of things. And yeah. everybody's just like screaming. It's like it's like a weird pep rally or almost like a like a football game or something. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I figured what else is left out of the football game that you would probably hear and that would be an air horn. Um, right. So I thought it would be appropriate for that. And then and then that's also I've used it as a way for someone else like in the crowd, one of Trump supporters to bully the other candidates like they would, uh, you know, there's this guy in the crowd with an air horn in his pocket or something. So when Jeb is talking mid speech, <laughs> he'll just go Boop, or whatever, you know, and and throws uh, Jeb off his uh, train of thought. <laughs> it's just another extension of, of Trump's uh, horribleness, I think. 
Yeah, no, it's good. I I just I was just curious. Thank you for telling me. I've just always yeah. wondered. Mm-hmm. I it's it just you know, it's a weird thing with comedy because some things are just funny and that's yeah. it. That's there's no real explanation right, necessary. Right. But I just was curious about your relationship yeah, I, with the air horn. Yeah, I still get a lot a lot of people ask me like, what the hell is up with the air horn? Why were they? Or like people have never seen a video of mine, you know, until now. They're like, why is there air horn throughout it? You know, it's confusing and I don't know. It just is. You know, it's just there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I want to, just to give people a sense, and myself, I mean, I don't know your how you approach these things, um, but can you, just for an example, describe your process in making the video that you posted uh, where you sent up the last town hall presidential debate? Like, I presume you're watching the thing. Are you note-taking? Are you working on it as it's happening? What do, what do, how yeah, do you actually well, do that? Well, um because I mean, I, ha- I have to get the footage, so I'm you know I'm I'm there like recording it, you know, um, on, putting it onto my computer as it's you know live. Um, yeah, I, I I take notes during it, um, just paying attention for you know weird stuff that happens or or stuff that that are that's really awkward or or basically just getting a feel for it and hoping that it's something that I'm going to be able to work with. And, you know, these debates have been pretty good for, for as far as material, but you know, there are a lot of times where I watch something and I'm like, I can't really do anything with this. Or if like, like if Trump's, you know, talking on teleprompter, those moments are never, that never works for me. It has to be kind of unscripted and, and loose yeah. because, you know, just, just for what I do, it's more human uh, error that I focus on in a way. Um, so yeah, so I'm watching and, and then, um, you know, I'll, but I, I'm not, um, you know, working on it so much as it's airing or anything. I kind of have to wait until I have the clips in front of me where I can, you know, go through, watch everything and find stuff that I didn't see as I'm watching live um, and separate those clips. So then usually I'll have, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 minutes or so of things that I think will be material isolated, you know, in, in my software. And I'll have this long row of, of just random clips. And I, in a way have to come up it's like a puzzle almost in a way where i have to decide where this would go where would this go you know if hillary asked a question you know you would need a response or or would you need a response you know or or would the the um you know the 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 guy would anderson cooper cut her off and then change the story or whatever so i kind of have to piece it piece it together and kind of make sense of chaos (laughs) so it's it's always like it's really stressful. Um, you know, I'll, I'll work on something, you know, eight hours or something and I feel like I haven't really gotten anywhere. And I'm mm-hmm. just always wondering, is this going to happen? Is it going to work? Is it going to make sense? And, and then usually it does come together. Um, but it's, 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 it's kind of the stressful thing that I've made for myself. Yeah. And I mean, just so for people who haven't seen them, they end up being these three or four minute videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I always am, fascinated by once I've watched them is that I, I I get the sense that I've actually experienced a story. There's Mm -hmm. a sort of narrative arc or aspect to your work that I don't think, I mean, I kind of took it for granted, but as I, as as they go on, I kind of feel like you, you've actually conveyed something within each piece. Are you thinking about telling a little story? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to like, I want, yeah, I want that kind of thread line going through there or, or it just comes across as random clips and random, you know, goofs or whatever. Um, and I, th- I think there, I, I want it like a little more meat to to what I'm what I'm making. And I, you know, I want it to be a little a little denser. Um, so I, yeah, yeah I, that is in there. And 
and I kind of have to figure out what that storyline or, or whatever that is that holds everything together as I'm making it. I, it's hard to go into these things and say, okay, I want, um, I want this to happen and this to happen. And then it ends like this because you're never going to get that. Cause you don't decide what happens, you know, like in the actual yeah. uh, debate. So I'm kind of working with what I'm, I have to work with what I'm given and uh, I try and I, I try not to repeat myself too much, you know, with the ways because it's very easy to do because um, a lot of the stuff is so similar, um, especially with when I was doing I was trying to edit each um, speech as a, as the candidates were announcing. And, and it was hard, harder and harder as I went along to kind of come up with something new, a new a new take on it as, as I went along. But I think I've been getting there and I've been evolving. And um, but also there's you know, it's a what I'm doing is a. A reflection of what's happening in actual life so I have to work within those parameters and and I want it to be you know more reality based so I kind of want it to feel like it is something that actually happened even though it's clearly yeah. not you know it's not something that happened really in a way it, it did happen I guess but I want this like piece this chunk to feel almost as real as possible if that if that makes any sense well yeah. for what it's worth it's remarkable work oh, well, thank you're doing you. It, no, I mean, I mean, I just I can't stop watching them, and I and I like I say, I'm leaving them feeling uh, like I, I I'm satisfied on a kind of comedy level. I I feel like a slightly informed, which is dangerous considering what you're doing. <laughs> right, but right. I I feel like I I was. It's always feels like it just it always feels like time well spent. Oh, that's great. And uh, so yeah, so just for what for what it's worth, I I really enjoy it. Now uh, I we we are as we're speaking. The final presidential debate is coming up uh, October 19th. Mm -hmm. Do you have any particular expectations? Do you have a sense of where this might go, given the the, the particular like the, the, the extent to Trump's public meltdown of late? This promises to be particularly ugly, I think, myself. Yeah. What, do, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, it, it's it's going to be the dirtiest one Um I mean, Trump, you know, showed little signs of it where, you know, in the second debate where he's talking about jailing Hillary and saying she has uh, unbelievable hate in her heart. So it's, I think that's a little peak of what you're going to see. I think he's just going to keep getting dirtier and dirtier and throwing, like, throwing, you know, flinging, flinging shit at her and, and yeah, and just drug test. He, yeah, he the, proposed a drug test. That, I mean, that is insane. I, I mean, <laughs> how can anybody like look at him? hear him say that and I say, yeah, he seems, he seems like a good candidate. There's just so much going. I mean, last night, that's an alt, but that's an, that's yeah. something Alex Jones has said. Yeah. That's an alt right theory that she's on drugs. Right. Hillary's on drugs. Yeah. Right. And, but I, I, I thought of it more as like, cause there were so many people saying cause of his sniffing that he was, he was on something. So I thought oh, it was right. more of like a deflection, you know, in a way, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It could be, could be a number of things. But yeah, you're going to see a lot more negativity. And I'm really curious how, how Hillary is going to handle it. Is she, because she's kind of, from how I see it, she kind of just let him hang his own noose, you know, make yes. his own noose and just like let him hang himself, you know, let let him talk crazy and look crazy. And she's kind of kept it together, you know, and, and tries to. He goes to, low, yeah. she stays high, she goes high. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and almost, and I don't think she's really responded too many of his his insults or his you know his conspiracy theories that he's th thrown out or he's kind of she's kind of saying you know that's beneath me and i'm you know i'm not gonna you know fall into your trap yeah yeah so it, it i think it is gonna be an ugly one do you have a sense yet of the outcome of the whole shebang like do you it's worrisome but the yeah. polls are 
heading there's a there's a significant differential currently the polls change all the time but there's a significant differential in favor of Hillary Clinton right now do you are you confident that that might happen I you know I I think I think what'll happen is she'll she'll win um but I I don't think it'll be over right away because Trump's going to have this you know he's this you know huge movement behind him who are believing that the system is rigged and that and yeah. that you know there's I think you're I think even election day you're going to see a lot of dirty stuff you're going to see them going to the I mean he's called for this already he's called for them to go watch the polls in certain areas and you know which means look at the minorities and yell at them yeah. and intimidate that's what yeah. that means like his code you know is basically go look at these minorities and they should not be voting you know they're they're, you know, do they have their voter ID or whatever, you know, and there's going to be a lot of chaos on, on election day. And that's his plan, I think, just to disenfranchise the vote, keep people home, uh, keep people away from voting. And then as soon as she wins, I think there's going to be I don't know exactly what, but he's he's not going down uh, quickly. Yeah. He's going to he's going to go out swinging, you know, so there's going to be some kind of chaos. Um, and I yeah, I I mean, I have <laughs> I'm trying to keep faith in, you know, in our country that that we're not going to elect somebody like Trump. Yeah, well that's all you can do, but I think no. that the the aftershocks of whatever occurs uh, yeah. on your election day, I think you're in a bit of Oh yeah, we got a lot of healing to do. I mean, we, he's he's been so divisive and and yeah. and you know, there is that all those people that really haven't paid attention to politics at all or or maybe never have even voted that are coming out because of Trump. You know, he's he's got all these people that are coming out of the woodworks that are now interested in politics. And I mean, obviously, I think a lot of that is a a reaction to having um, a black president. You know, I think that he's able to been, you know, so all these people are here. and, And when Trump goes back to his tower, his billion dollar lifestyle, uh, you know that he claims he has um those people are still going to be living among amongst us you know i mean my neighbors are still going to be here and and everybody you know that's that's supported him are going to be here um so is there going to be somebody that's going to you know take the place of trump or what will happen i mean i'm not smart enough to to know how how that would work but but yeah. you know but those people are going to be here yeah, it's a terrible situation, and uh, I wish you the best of luck uh, just as a citizen and uh, with that. Yeah. Now, you've talked about, I mean, presumably, normally I ask people what's next, and presumably you're going to take a shot at uh, making a, a, a video about the next debate, so we mm-hmm. know that's coming up. Yeah. Um, what and you kind of hinted at the notion of maybe at some point you might revisit uh, your music. and, and Yeah, and, I'd, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to, like, actually, like, be able to... Uh, have enough time to to almost like score my my videos I've been using a lot of um, like old stock music and and using that as as a as a starting point and then I you know manipulate all those all the the tracks that I have and and combine them and and using you know that how I've been using them to create this like weird atmosphere sound Um, I'd like to be able to get into actually scoring more and having enough time but because of how quick stuff has to be out because it's pretty you know crucial to to when people are paying attention to these things um i don't really have enough time so i've you know kind of resorted to that so hopefully I, get, yeah yeah oh, sorry i was just going to say are, are you do you do you think that you'll be slowing down a little bit once mm. the election's over or no no i i mean i can't because i have to feed my family so i <laughs> so i have to keep going you know I, I i get paid when i make a video so so i have to have to keep going um okay um but 
but I mean, I've done a lot of work with like like Steve Harvey, yeah, and you know, Jimmy amazing. Fallon. There's there's gonna be uh, Jim Baker is like a favorite of mine. Um, so there's yeah. there's good there's material out there, and I'm you know constantly finding new things. Uh, you know, like Jeff Dunham, I want to do something with. You know, so so there's a lot of people that I still have to <laughs> explore. <laughs> um, to you know, and I I think uh, we all need a break from. Uh, the politics for, at least for a couple months you know uh, yeah. after this thing because it's it's been stressful I'm, I'm always on edge you know <laughs> yeah I, I i hear you and, and uh yeah. yeah well you're doing great like i said you're doing great work and and for people listening once again vic Berger's amazing videos can be found by searching for him and super deluxe on youtube and you can follow both of them on twitter it's at vic Berger and at super deluxe uh vic is there a clip uh, is there something, a video of yours that we can go out on uh, yeah. that, that might work for people listening? I think uh, you, you, people might enjoy uh, the Jeb is a mess uh, clip, uh, hearing Donald Trump uh, call Jeb a mess, call him a waste, and just like beat him down, you know, just bully him down on stage. I think that might be a, a good way to go out. Sure. Let's go out on a cheery note. <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> this poor is Jeb. Jeb is Jeb. Yeah, poor Jeb. I, I, not, I don't really have a lot of sympathy. Although I just read an amazing New York Times article about George H.W. Bush uh, rejecting an, a suggestion by his, uh, I think it was Lee Atwater, suggested that um, Donald Trump was interested in b- being George H.W. Bush's uh, VP. Oh, man. Candidate. Wow. And <laughs> and uh, and just the profile of, of uh, H.W., <laughs> as being this guy with who who had a lot of decorum and decency mm-hmm. and i mean of course he's very famously uh, or at least he purportedly suggested to someone that he was going to be voting for Hillary Clinton a democrat right. for the first time in his life and and uh so there there's a little like it's going it's an odd thing mm-hmm. after w that we have sympathy for that family I know, but uh, I know. <laughs> but i think he did get uh he was a mess, Jeb. He was, was a mess. mess. So. It's plain and simple. It was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vic Berger with uh, Jeb is a mess. Vic, this was uh, really, really fun, and I'm a big fan of yours, so thank you very much for being time. on the show. And, and like I say, best of luck with everything in your life and in your work. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Listen, repealing Obamacare is not going to be easy. Passing a simple flat tax and abolishing the IRS is not going to be easy. But if we stand with the American people, we can do it. Dr. Carson, Dr. Carson. Uh, thank you for including me in the debate. Governor Bush, I want to... Yes, yeah. You have said legal, illegal immigrants, quote, broke the law. What does that mean to you, and how does that inform First, your I approach feel like to I, immigration reform? Great question. Jeff is a mess. Jeb Bush is the weakest person on the stage by far. Jeb is a waste, and everybody knows it. He is so weak, it's laughable. Jeb is a mess. Jeb is a waste. Jeb is a mess. Jeb is a big, fat mistake. I got to tell you, this is just crazy, huh? This is just nuts, okay? Jeez, oh, man. Jeez, oh, man. You know, this this, this is the standard operating procedure to disparage me. That's fine. I don't know. Excuse me, Jeb. Jeb is a big, fat mess. Okay, Governor uh, Bush, I got to respond to this. The reason why I should be president is... Great question. 
The reason why I should be president, I feel like I have to... Um... Excuse me, two days ago he said he would take his pants off and moon everybody. Nasty guy, he's a nasty guy. Jeb, nasty guy. I want to tell you, I don't often agree with Marco, and I don't often agree with Ted, but I get along with everybody. But I say this every night, every day, every afternoon, and it's so true. Jeb is a mess. Jeb is a waste. Jeb is a big, fat mess. That was Trump Has No Chill at the 9th GOP debate, also known as Jeb is a Mess. That is posted on the Super Deluxe YouTube page. It went up February 16th. 2016. That was created by Vic Berger, my guest today. I'm a big fan of Vic Berger's, as I hope you could tell. And if you haven't seen his stuff, go see it. Unbelievable. Again, look for look for Vic Berger or Super Deluxe on YouTube, VicBerger.com. He's amazing. Amazing work. We need this kind of work right now because the world is weird. And it needs to be a little funnier and weirder, and that's what Vic does. So thanks again, Vic, for being on this program. This is the 284th episode of Creative Control of Vishkana, which is a podcast available on iTunes, audioboom.com, also on my website at vishkana.com. We were chatting about uh, Tim Heidecker on the show. Tim's been on the program twice in earlier episodes, so find those episodes with myself and Tim. One of them's with uh, myself and Tim and Greg Turkington trying to talk about on cinema doesn't go so well but uh entertaining nonetheless so check out those episodes also you can make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going at patreon.com we also have some t-shirts for sale uh and we i'll just give them to you if you want just drop me a line we'll figure it out also creative control of each is available uh for you to like as a facebook page that sort of was a thing that almost sounded normal that i said also on twitter at vish creative and uh, a version of the show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or if you're in Guelph, CFRU 93.3 FM on the real radio. Speaking of Guelph, this show would not be possible without two local businesses. The Bookshelf is a restaurant, it's a bookstore, it's a movie theater, it's a music venue, it's a bar. It's amazing. It's located at 41 Quebec Street, in Guelph, and if you want to learn more about the bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the in, in the whole world, visit bookshelf.ca. Also, couldn't do the show or feed my family without Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. Amazing gourmet pizzas, 7 Municipal Street in Guelph, or trocaderoguelph.ca. More info if you want to call and order from within Guelph. 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. All right, that's all. Oh, before I go, I should tell you that I will be uh, doing a live interview with Snake from Voivod at the Halifax Pop Explosion on, I believe, it'll be Wednesday, no, Thursday, October 19th. I believe that's right. I think that's right, because I'm only in the city for a few days, and I think that's one of them. So... Go to Halifax Pop Explosion. Uh, look up Halifax Pop Explosion and come say hi to me and a guy named Snake. Okay? All right. That's it for me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.